Welcome to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, my new show on OnSideRadio.com, the Five Reasons Sports Show, covers all the sports in South Florida with Five Reasons guests. That's every day at 10 a.m. You can also catch that in addition to OnSideRadio.com on all of the same podcast feeds where you find this particular podcast. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonsSports.com. Brady Hawk's latest takeaways, they go up at the buzzer. We don't know how he does it, but if you don't catch the game, make sure you catch the takeaways. We do not charge you for content on our website. Also, the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is the one you want to play this week. Can the all-time GOAT get it done against the future GOAT? Brady and Mahomes going head-to-head. Everybody's talking about who's going to win the big game. Actually, I'm up here in Tampa, and, of course, uh, they have a particular preference. Whether you're on the Chiefs or the Bucks, just remember where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell my friends to go to MyBookie. MyBookie has all the props for the big game, every single one you can imagine. These guys truly let you bet on anything, whether it's the length of the national anthem, the MVP, or the color of the sports drink that's dumped on the winning card. Coach, a little bit more room to get it on Andy Reid. My bookie has a buffet of Chiefs Bucks props for you to chew on. You can even win big on NFL squares. No need to leave the comfort of your home. You can access a sportsbook and casino right from your phone. So don't miss out on the last game of the year. Sign up at mybookie.ag today. Use the promo code five on the floor. Spell it out. F-I-V-E on the floor to have your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. That's a free cash bonus just for making your deposit. Use the promo code five on the floor to claim the offer. Bet, win, get paid, my bookie. And now tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to five on the floor, a daily show on the Miami heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. Um, tonight, floor plan, I am your host, Greg Sylvander. We are with Skolnick this evening. He is uh, partaking in Super Bowl activities, which, uh, quite frankly, was probably a lot more fun than what we uh, partook in tonight. Um, but with, with me... On this episode, we have um, Alex Toledo reporting live from the AAA. Um, I do not believe that that is the happiest place on earth. We nope. are also happy and, exci- and excited to welcome Alana. Oh my gosh, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Please you pronounce your last name for us. Tahauer, Alana Tahauer. Alana Tahauer. I had heard it butchered times that I've been extremely self-conscious about pronouncing the last name. And then at the last minute, I didn't even have the guts to spit it out. So thank you for correcting me. Thank you for being on the show. Um, I know that you are um, a contributor to Heat Twitter, Long uh, Hoops Habit. We're happy to have you as a Five Reasons contributor. Um, Unfortunately, this maiden voyage uh, couldn't come at a worse time from the Miami Heat's perspective. <laughs> um, this was the game they couldn't win. 3 the, the first half, the offense was flowing. Everything looked good, but the offense looked good. I, I'm at a point where I feel like this is in this game. Um, I guess from what you saw in the overall, that this is going to be the type of backbreaking loss that, um, that kind of fractures the locker room going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, I can't even pinpoint what's going on. We look like a completely different team from one half to another. Um, and, you know, I can understand things happening in the third and fourth quarter, leads kind of changing, but to completely blow the entire game, um, it's just, it's, I'm kind of speechless right now and I don't really know what there is to be done. Um, I can't really say that it's one guy's fault over the next. I can't really even say that a trade would necessarily help right now because I feel like the chemistry isn't there. And if you're going to put in a completely new guy or two, is that going to get worse? Um, so I don't know. I said this the other day uh, on clutch corner. I think it's a mental problem going on at this point. It seems like there's like a mental block. It seems like guys are in their heads. Um, but this, this loss really hurt. Yeah. I, I don't know that a trade's going to help. You're right. It's a situation where these guys look almost, um, like they are, they're spent, like they're, they're just, um, debit, like there's just kind of their shoulders are slumped over the, the body language. And I hate to be the body language reader, but they, they just look like a team that is, um, feeling the grind of coming back from a, a long season last year, some pieces not fitting guys, not being ready. And then obviously all the COVID stuff, it's just been a mix of the worst possible circumstances combined with them, just not playing well openly and there's holes on the roster. And I just don't think that they can solve it in any way. Um, Alex, like, do you think, uh, I know you've talked a lot about Bam and Jimmy and their aggressiveness down the stretch. Like, w was even that something that um, could have uh, could have solved what took place tonight? Man, it seems to be a consistent problem, at least in my eyes. Like, I think, like like Alana mentioned, they kind of seem to be two different teams from half to half, especially tonight. Like, they were really attacking the paint in the first half, and they got to scoring 35 points in the first quarter, and then, like, could it match that for the entire second half? And this team just doesn't look the same. They don't look like a playoff finals contender when they don't have that balance of in and out, right? And I think, like, Jimmy and Bam kind of get complacent throughout games and are just always looking to, you know, make the right plays and help everybody else get set up. But to me, it's always been about throwing that balance, and I didn't think it was there tonight like that. It was, it was dreadful watching that offense flow in the third and fourth quarters. Like, you just knew what was coming. Goron really couldn't get the step on somebody, so it was hard for him to really do something – uh, on his own and it all of a sudden it just came open to you know a, a bunch of open threes from guys you don't want to overshoot like Kelly and Andre and like not enough Jimmy and Bam trying to you know help out with the scoring load yeah so I'm looking at the box score now and generally I uh, I was told and taught early on in my days in heat Twitter to not be a box score watcher but right now I am viewing the box score and I see that Goran Dragic had six turnovers and uh you know, that's six of their 13 total turnovers, and that's from your point guard or your, you know, basically the closest thing you have to a pure point guard on the roster. Um, I start to wonder whether we're getting to a place where um, Jimmy and Bam have been kind of asked to facilitate and be ball handlers and, and, and take on that, as well as be the primary scoring options, as well as be the primary defensive options. And we've kind of arrived at a place where this team may just not be able to avoid getting a pure point guard. Alana, do you think that that's something that they should prioritize going forward, whether it's in the trade market or in free agency going forward? Um, do you think that point guard is a need or do you think that this is more of just if guys were hitting shots, then Jimmy and Bam would look great and we wouldn't even be talking about it? Yeah, I mean, first to piggy off, 
piggyback off what you were saying, I think Tyler's also kind of in that camp right now too, where he's really moving the ball a lot more than um, I think he was before, whether that's a conscious choice or he's kind of being coached to do that. I don't know. Um, I think it would help. I think the fact that we've been talking about Lonzo here and there, um, I mean, people have been saying that for a reason they want him, you know, considered at least for a reason. My only gripe with that is, you know, Spo loves his positionless basketball. That's what the team's identity is. Um, I feel like if we had to pick three things to categorize, it would be that, like Miami Heat defense, generally speaking, and then just the fact um, that we live and die by the three. So do I think that the team needs it? Yes. Do I think that Spo is going to go after that? No. Um, And I think that even – you know, one-dimensional guys on this team don't really work. And that's kind of why, you know, I've been I've been given a little bit of slack for saying this, but I would rather get rid of Duncan than Tyler at this point because when Duncan's shots aren't falling, he's honestly useless. So I think that was kind of showing up tonight too. Not to blame the game on him. Um, it was definitely a team loss. But without Duncan hitting those threes, like you're not really getting production out of him. So I think it's kind of the same thing. If we get a pure point guard – like, is that going to mess up kind of the positionless basketball that Spell plays? Maybe. Yeah, no, that, and you actually bring up a really good point about Duncan and they're at a crossroads and they're coming towards it where they're going to have to ask themselves, are we going to pay 16 to $20 million to keep a guy who some nights gets nine points and he doesn't do anything else. And there's other nights where he's the most unconscious shooter on planet earth. And everybody is so scared of him that they won't leave him alone. And the highs and lows of that, Uh, those peaks and valleys can sink you. And also obviously, you know, there's been great moments too, but to your point, like how many guys can you have that are that one way um, kind of profile on, you know, on the roster. And I feel like hero while he's making great strides defensively. And I think that his effort is there. And um, I think he has the tools to be serviceable, uh, you know, long-term He's still kind of a one-way player, if we're being honest about it. I mean, he gets Yeah, he is, just not as much as Duncan, I think. And, you know, there's at least a lot of people have been, you know, kind of speculating which, if you had to pick one, who would it be? Um, And that's why I keep saying Tyler. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd rather keep Tyler, too. I'm with you, 100%. I actually think that's an interesting conversation. And and, and I was kind of talking about it tonight uh, in in one of the chats on Twitter, and and everybody was kind of divided on it, just because, like, I think it comes down to – like if you're trading one of them, and I think that that's kind of like you said, the crossroads that we're headed to is, well, are you going to be able to build around Jimmy Bam, Duncan, and Tyler, and be a finals contender with that for the you know going forward? And, and like if you got to trade one, who is it? And my take in the chat was like, if you're going to trade for another ball handling star like a Depot, like a Beal, somebody who kind of does that, then I keep Duncan just as the better basketball fit, and and, and because of the low cap hold he has. Uh, where, like, you know, re-signing him to that contract doesn't necessarily take you out from, you know, making other moves in the future. But I totally get the Tyler thing in general because Tyler is obviously the more well-rounded, more skilled player than Duncan on offense. Like, he isn't just about his catch-and-shoot threes. And, like, Tyler showed it to you tonight, especially in that first half. Like, he was just going crazy with uh, scoring in all different types of ways. I I just think, like, if you're going to trade for another star, it kind of diminishes what Tyler does, especially if you're going to go back to bringing him off the bench and, and... makes me think trade Tyler but to me it's not an easy conversation at all yeah no and I get what you're saying because all those teams that would be trading the Oladipos and the Beals and the Levines or wherever they're going to want Hero over Robinson because Hero is more of that piece that you build around as like a young kid and he's locked down for cheap exactly and he has more years before you have to extend him so to your point I understand why you would lean in that direction and maybe Duncan would fit 
directionally with that roster in a different way than than hero would but in a vacuum mm-hmm. alana's point is valid <laughs> i'm, I'm sure. still in, in the tyler camp um so something i want to get to um with this team is kind of what we're seeing with so avery bradley is now out mm-hmm. he uh exited the game early um i heard it was um calf strain calf that that's not good like i just from my history around the defenders team. need their legs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, they, and the, the training staff has been historically very, very careful with those. So like, I, I, I wouldn't expect him back to like the West coast trip is ending or something like that. That's just totally like my speculation because of how careful they are. So like, that's going to now present another issue where you, you're missing a point of attack defender. You have all these issues up front where you can't rebound. You can't protect the rim. You're giving up unbelievable three-point shots. Um, and your offense is getting bogged down at the worst times. So save your thoughts. After the break, I, wanna, I want each of you to kind of unpack in a minute or less um, how you think they can get out of this if it's possible and if it's not possible, give me the one trade you'd like to see that would kind of, that could flip this around. We're going to try to shake these things up a bit, uh, shake things up a bit after the break. We'll get back to our episode in a second, but before we do, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I know this is my favorite ad to read. It's manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's five, the number this time, RSN, 5RSN. You get 20% off anything that they sell there, including, of course, the perfect package 3.0 for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. But now, also, the new cologne with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. The signature scent introduces... I'm going to try to read this, uh, get all the way through it. A light citrus burst before settling into the anchoring notes of vetifer and a woodsy masculine finish. This 50 milligram, excuse me, milliliter spray cologne is even hypoallergenic, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. So check it out. It's manscaped.com. The code is 5RSN. Try the cologne or anything else there. Get 20% off and free shipping with 5RSN. Now back to the episode. Okay, back on five on the floor. So we want to dive into what the hell is uh, this team going to do to try to turn this around going forward. And um, so, Alana, I'll start with you. Um, do you think that that this – one, do you think it's going to turn around? I, I guess I'll just get the straight-up answer out of you, like just, you know, uh, truth serum. Is this going to turn around? Uh, because you, we've seen Heat teams do this before where all of a sudden they flip a switch or they ra- they rattle off enough games to get back in the hunt. And then as long as they're in the hunt, they, they make a run. Yeah. So it's not like completely out of the realm of possibility, but I'm interested to hear if you think it will happen. And if not, like, is there a player around the league that you look at personally that you would say, all right, let's target that guy because he's going to make a real difference. And I know you said that this the stuff that's going wrong right now hundred percent transcends transactions, but is there anyone out there that you, that you like in particular? So, I mean, to hit your first point, it kind of has to, right? Like this is rock bottom, at least 
I'm looking at it that way. Um, I think the other night, you know, on Clutch Corner, we were asked, like, what the worst game that we watched. And at that time, I had said Monday's game. Um, but tonight's was just, like, it's really hard to keep morale at this point. Um, I consider myself, like, a pretty positive and optimistic person. But I, I think the biggest problem for me personally, I cannot pinpoint what's wrong. Like, if I could sit down and just kind of zero in and say this is what's happening or this could be the fix but right now it's just like they're not clicking there's absolutely no chemistry and to kind of backtrack to a point that alex made it'd be one thing if you're coming from kind of like a, a middle ground team or a run-of-the-mill team and trying to work your way up they were eastern conference champions so to go from that to this is just like even more disheartening and confusing um i know there were a few moves made we lost jay but the core of the team is still the same um, so at this point, I don't think we can use that as an excuse. I don't think the shortened off season can be an excuse. Even the injuries, like at this point, yeah, it hurt us. It was a weird way to start the season, but the injuries are going to keep happening, whether that's COVID related, whether that's something like, you know, um, Avery Bradley tonight. So I just, the excuses are done in my opinion. I, they're just, there's no chemistry. They're not clicking. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Do I think we can turn around? I don't really think we have a choice. Um, in terms of trades, I, like I said, I don't think a trade would help at this point, but I still would love to see Bradley Beal. And I know that's been like beaten to death, but like seeing him play, I just feel like his confidence is way up there. He would definitely, so good. yeah, I mean, like morale for the team would be so high that way. I just, I feel like he fits the culture. I feel like he fits the offense. Um, he seems like he wants to stay in Washington though. So I don't know. It's a good point. Alex, what do you think? Man, there is so much wrong with them right now. Like, and every game, and you know me, like we've been on five on the floor this whole season, and I've been generally pretty positive. Like I've been saying, like Alana said, you know, they still have their full core, even if they lost Crowder, they added Avery and Precious. Like it should be enough for them to eventually turn around. And still in the bottom of my heart, I feel like they can turn it around, but it's just getting harder and harder to say that after every game and after every game passes where, you know, they have their full unit and it's like, outside of just the names on the floor something's not right like mm -hmm. like alana said like the chemistry is off there's something not right there morale wise and then on the floor actual basketball stuff like you can pull coals everywhere the rebounding is off uh the turnovers you know tonight that wasn't a problem it's been an issue for the past couple of seasons it's been a bigger issue this season but like you, you talk about the, the the open threes it's just been absolutely exposed like we look like the Bucks on defense. The Heat's defense has gotten exposed the way the Bucks defense did in the playoffs last year. We're just like, oh, we're going to figure out where we can get these open looks and we're just going to keep doing it. And, like, they're built to give up open threes. That is what their offense does, right? Like, they want to keep guys away from the rim. But just, like, they only have a couple of guys who, I, like, a lot of times they end up having to split the difference between two different shooters, the way that their defense goes. And, like, Jimmy and Andre are, like, the only ones who are good at doing that. Other That's times, true. like – those wide open threes are coming from guys not doing a good job at all, splitting the difference and, and the, the teammate just passing it to the wide open shooter. And it's just over and over and over and over again. Sometimes you just got to think like they need more mobility. They need more good defenders. They, they, they need to go back to switching because this drop thing and, and, you know, bam, switching onto a perimeter player and then leaving the paint wide open for somebody to either collapse or then, you know, get yeah. an offensive it's rebound. The rebound misses. There's so many holes. There's so many holes. And that's why it's like, to me, we've been hammering it over and over, and this is kind of an ideal world. 
you know, the, the, the Houston thing, like Depot and Tucker, those guys just fit the bill to me perfectly for what they need. I would, I would love Bradley Beal, of course, but uh, I think Depot and Tucker fit perfectly for what they need as far as another front court player and who, who can really defend and, and guard up. And then another guy in the backcourt who can create, who can shoot, who can defend really well and who you can play there as a closer. Cause I don't think you like everybody's only the guy who could defend guards. You can't play him as a closer yet. Like you don't, you don't know that about him yet. And Depot is going to raise their ceiling. I think they need a ceiling raiser type of guy as well. Not just a role player at this point. And I think that's where my opinion has changed. Cause I think they, they could have used a marginal trade before. And now I think they need a little more than that. Yeah, no, I'm with, I'm with you. I feel like that whole up front next to Bam that, that, that Jay filled so well for short term, time you know it was short term but it worked out so well and they just have not found a replacement for that and that's going to continue to haunt this this team uh it was a, a gross miscalculation of what the roster would be able to deliver that way um and i i really don't know what um what players even in that that fit that mold that will become available you mentioned pj tucker and there's probably other options out there i've heard whispers about that young and that the the team is kind of checked in there uh, he has a partially guaranteed contract for 2021 so it wouldn't eat up into too much of that cap space uh there's options around the league that i think that they can explore to try to plug that hole but then the answer becomes like is this something that transcends plugging a hole is this that this roster has ma has maxed out and Goran is a shell of himself and he's regressed and we finally got That's to that problem. place. Um, and Hero isn't necessarily ready to take on all of the responsibilities. He's still a great player and he's, you know, his ascent is amazing, but is he ready to take on all these responsibilities? And the question will then have to be, do you have to cash in the chips to stay on Jimmy's timeline? And I think that like, unfortunately we, we, we have arrived at that place where a lot where we got the opportunity to avoid the conversation because the team was playing so well to me the finals run the young players were contributing so it's like you don't need to, to think about trading all the young assets for a win now move but alana like now do you think jimmy is going to push the envelope and we'll close here do you think that jimmy as much as he loves tyler and he's created such a great relationship with him and he's uh, attached to the hip at all the young guys he props up every single one of those guys every chance he gets consummate teammate do you think he could arrive at a place where he walks into pat riley's office and says all right it's time to make the win now move yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, Jimmy's a great guy and he's a great teammate. And, um, you know, I don't think that he wanted obviously to get to this point, but I think his frustration level has gotten probably to the point of just needing to do what's best for, you know, not just him, but the team. Um, he's what, 31, I think he's, I mean, he's not a spring chicken in terms of guys in the league. So yeah, I think he wants to win. I think there's also a sense of, you know, and I'm going back to this, but kind of defending what happened last year. I know it's a different environment. I know we're out of the bubble, but again, to fall so far makes this so much worse. Um, and I already think there was all that talk about, you know, it had been a fluke for the heat um, and they weren't supposed to be there. And, you know, there are heat fans that say if Goran was healthy, that we could have beat the Lakers. And then there's outside a heat fan saying we shouldn't have even been there. And I think that there's just no way that Jimmy allows this to continue um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, he might stay close friends with Tyler for life, but that doesn't mean that he's not gonna, you know, ask to do something. Um, and I think to just say one, one other thing, I think the other problem is 
just sheer inconsistency of this team. So when one guy is heating up, Bam will have like a 41 point night. And then the next night he just looks like not himself. All of a sudden Kelly Olenek will have like two pretty consistent good nights. And then all of a sudden he's just chucking threes. I mean, there was one three tonight that it literally looked like he was just throwing like a dodgeball uh, at like a little kid. It, like it he, was, it was, like it was a painful one handed chuck at the basket. Like, and it's, we were down by that point. I just, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. If I could just get one guy off the team and I don't say this, per- like nothing personal against him, but I, I he needs to go. <laughs> wow. Kelly thinks he's Duncan Robinson the way he shoots sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, but they've given him that green light. Like they, they yeah, because they sure. need that. They need the stretch big. And like, that's what he's not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jay Crowder did so well when he was shooting above 40% from that spot and they could switch on defense to Alex's earlier point. And I just don't know how they're going to get back to that. The personnel does not lend itself to them doing that. So I think that they're going to have to explore trades. And I just hope that it doesn't uh, become a situation where they have to sacrifice assets and future flexibility to plug a hole this year. I would rather them go all in and, um, and make a move that um, like exemplifies what they're really going after versus just a, a fringe trade. So I'm with you, Alex, on that. Um, any last notes before we close? If they don't make a trade, we're going to be seeing like 30 minutes of Iguodala in the playoffs every night because he's the only four that I think Spoh trusts next to Bam at this point. And uh, that should worry people because, you know, I'm an Andre guy, but she should playoffs. not be playing 30. Playoffs? Hey, that's a good playoffs? point. We got to be talking about playing right now. They we're going to be watching OKC. Okay, C's going to use our pick to take Cade Cunningham, and we're all going to just cringe and <laughs> die. Um, uh, so you're going to make la- me sick, any man. Any last Stop. words? No, I mean, I'm just ready for better. Um, I'm so sick of having to defend this team, to be honest. I mean, I, in, in my personal life, the slack I've been getting is just out of control. Um, and honestly, they deserve better, you know? Like, it's it's a hardworking team. It's good guys. It's not guys slacking off. It's not guys who are just, you know, wanting to coast. Um, they deserve better, but something's got to give. So hopefully, I mean, the, hopefully the turning point is coming. Yes. Hopefully it is coming soon because I don't know how many more of these podcasts we can do in good conscience, uh, coming off losses like this. Anyway, we will be back for the second, uh, of the, the two game set with Washington. So you'll see streams, podcasts galore from five reasons sports network. Check us out there. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network.